You are listening to the Scale with Speed podcast. Why? Because scale equals revenue and speed equals profit. Hosted by nine-figure business builders, Matt Monero and Judge Graham. Enter with caution. Welcome to the Scale with Speed podcast. I'm Matt Monero. And I'm Judge Graham, and you are tuned in. Welcome back. We're in the studio again, episode two. Hope you guys enjoyed episode one. If you haven't listened to it, just go back on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts from and watch or listen to it. Give us a couple likes. Tell us some comments. Offer us some... A couple shares. Some shares would be nice. Tell your friends about it. Because on this podcast, our job is to help you scale with speed. The last episode, we talked about how this concept of compressing time is so important. And when we were coming up with today's topic, we thought that the next most important thing is, well, if you if you commit to scaling with speed and compressing time, then who's doing what? Right. Like, who's, who's doing what within the organization? Mm. And so we're talking today about how do you set expectations for the organization and the people within it? And um, th- there's so much to this judge. We work with so many business owners and through our own experiences of owning businesses and now working in these other businesses, we see it. It's like if we went around and said to everybody on staff, write down what you're in charge of today. Yeah, total deer in headlights. Or, or, or uh, they would write down and it wouldn't be aligned with what needs to get done, <laughs> right. which, is, which is almost worse. <laughs> right? I think most people would be able to write one thing down. Yeah, but when when we talk about this concept of expectations, I always love to use this example, and and you've seen me write it on the whiteboard a hundred times. But if we have an eight-hour day, mm-hmm. and everybody's getting one hour for lunch, we're left with seven workable hours. Right. What are you doing for the seven hours? Right. Let's go ahead and time block it. Let's put a yeah. pie graph up there and let's start charting time. Yeah. And we'll see how the one thing that you said you were going to do today how much of those seven hours it will take. Right. And then if we compress time, maybe instead of it right. taking three hours, it can take an hour and a half. Okay, then I have seven <laughs> minus an hour and a half leaves me with five and a half hours. What are you doing for the other five and a half? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I look at it as, uh, I just recently started working out with my buddy. I seen you the pictures, right? Yeah, man. And I mean, the dude you've seen, he's a beast. He's ripped up and everything. And it's no different than working out. It's like, okay, well, what do you want your goal to be to work out? Okay, and then when, if you show up that morning, what are the what's the exercise? What's the activity? What are the reps, in in to, to complete it and get closer to the goal? And and a lot of people just go to the gym, right? It doesn't they don't have a plan and they just kind of you know pedal around and they think they worked out. Business is the same way, right? I mean, how are you managing your organization? What is the goal of the organization? And then how are you empowering your people against that plan to tell them, okay, here's what we're going to get done today to get closer to that goal? Dude, here's what I hear in the pushback on this topic, and we heard it so many times. I hear, um, well, that's not the way I manage. Right. right? It's um, micromanagement. Right. It's micromanagement. I want my people to Where's be the empowered. creative freedom? Where's the creative freedom? Right. I don't want to come across as a dick. Yeah. And here's the deal, which which you don't understand as the listener, the entrepreneur, the small business owner, the scaling with speed owner. You don't get it. Your people want your leadership. leadership. They, they want to know. They want the purpose. They Help want... me on my own mission, yeah. boss. Put me on the road. Let me run. Whoever's listening to this, think about when you accomplish something, what that feeling is. Even as simple as there's a great um, – uh, 
amazing uh, uh, Navy SEAL, uh, like Colonel in, in, in the uh, in, in the Navy, if that's even the right thing. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Admiral, I think Admiral. Admiral, there you go, right? <laughs> and he gave this speech, and one of it, he was like, just start the day and make your bed. Yeah, man, that's a famous speech. Right? I mean, it's such yeah. a great, but it's so true. It's the same at work. Right, so take the take a little thing. It's like if you work out, you're like, oh, I accomplished something. If you, you cleaned up your room, your house, your desk, that feeling. Imagine if you had your team aligned every day with that level of purpose and with the activities that help the organization, but that get accomplished. So it's we're, magical. We're in the studio with with Z and Ramsey helping us on the recording and all that stuff. You guys can come over to a mic and jump in anytime you want on this topic because. You guys work here, and you some of what Judge and I talk about in this podcast, you guys might be saying, oh, shit, they talk about me. <laughs> so please feel free to come on over, Mike. And for episode three, we're going to put a mic on you guys, too, so you can jump on in and talk to us. But here's Especially Z, man, because he's, he's just, he's always, you should see Z, he's got red high tops on, camo pants, diamonds black on shirt, the wrist, bla- diamonds on the wrist, gold yeah. watch, he's looking fly. So there are five things that we and the the, the the point of this podcast too is to give everybody who's listening very tactical stuff. We always want, tactical. And right. we always finish with five what we call Monday moments, the things that you can put on the ground on Monday. But here's five things that we talked about, five areas that your people are unclear about because you haven't set clean expectations. The first is they're unclear about what you expect of them. And everybody knows who the boss is. They know who signs the front of the check. And they want to make that person Hmm. happy. They want security. But if you don't tell them what they have to do to win, they are unclear. And that makes them nervous. It it makes them super nervous, right? I mean, if if you... Uh, am I doing? Am I doing my job well? Am I doing too much? Yeah. Should, should I communicate more? Should I communicate less? Or is, is this how it should be done? Dude, help them, lead them, show them what they need. Totally. Uh, number two, unclear about their levels of success. So not only do you have the to-do list of expectations, or however you want to outline it, but what does winning look like? Mm. Like. Here's what you win the day by achieving. Here's what happens to the client when you do your job so well. Mm -hmm. Here's what happens to the company. Here's what happens to our culture. Here's what happens to our P&L and our balance sheet. Here's why your success matters to this company, man. And we're just not doing enough of that as business owners because we don't set the expectations. The other thing, number three, is people are unclear of their daily activities of effort. They don't know how hard they're supposed to work. Listen, your salespeople don't know how many calls they are supposed to make. It's the most frustrating thing that we encounter at Burn the Ships, right? How do you manage an effective salesperson if you don't know how to make them successful? Yeah, you right? got to give them the roadmap. You have to give them the roadmap. It's here's the right data list. Here's the activity you need to do. You need to do this many calls, yields this many demos, this many demos, yields this many proposals. And on average, our proposal close rate is X. It's it's math. We're going to come back to this one again, Judge, because I, I, I want to talk about this. I hope, we, I hope I don't sound like, you know, the grandpa walking uphill in the snow with no shoes when we talk about it. But number four <laughs> is people are unclear 
about the tools they have to be successful within your organization. So many people think they have to come on board and reinvent the wheel. Why? Because you're not setting the expectations of, no, 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 we built the roadmap. Here's right. the sales manual. Here's the structure. Here's how you sell. Here's how you present. Here's how you make a deck. Here's the script. Here's what you say. Here right. are the tools that our company has to make you successful. So Matt, imagine, I mean, how much time is wasted over years because the owners don't take the time to figure that out up front, yeah. right? In 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 this this podcast and in our belief system is is around scale with speed, but if you can't move fast effectively if you don't know your numbers, if you don't have a plan, if you don't have measurement, if you don't have accountability, then speed is irrelevant because it's haphazard. So haphazardly, so, big. I here are just a couple examples of what we mean when we talk about tools sales material for your salespeople. Do, do you have a, a way that your salespeople can present the products mm -hmm. that your company sells and offers to the client? Dude, we, we talk to tons of business owners who have, there's nothing. Right. There's no, like, <laughs> what we do page on the website is like, text. Now, how about we offer like the platinum program and the silver platinum and the gold program, yeah. right? I mean, tell me what I'm selling and give me material to go sell it. Right. Well, more importantly, show me through testimonials of customers. So as a salesperson, hey, I'm not selling you. Let me show you how happy our customers are. So let's just keep knocking down on these tools because they're so easy to implement and nobody's doing it. We have the sales material. We have a piece of tech. Do we have the budget builder on the CFF website? It's the simplest piece of tech that helps us close millions of dollars a year. It was an Excel document right. that we put some GUI on top of to make it look cool and we use it all the time. What tech do you have? By the way, it does what you and I are so relentless about. Show the customer how much money they will make by doing business with you. Right. Right? So guys. Make or save or gain time or the value, whatever it is. Yeah, right. That's, that's a very good point. Yeah, it's not always about making money. Right. but, but you're, Ultimately, you know. it is. <laughs> yeah, no. So, guys, build a simple piece of tech that helps your salespeople or anybody in the organization prove out the value of the client. We, we, we talk about this all the time. Is your website like just this placeholder for information or is it actually alive and vibrant? And I've heard you say this before. You actually believe websites should be changed way more often than people think. Yeah, I, I, you should be, especially if you're winning and growing. I mean, it's, it's an iterative thing. And what I mean by that is, dude, as the market changes, your offer, product, price, level of service may change and you've got to pivot that to your website. Right, uh, tech changes that it, it empowers you to be able to do things like you're talking about. If you're winning and you have great customer testimonials, that needs to get refreshed, right? It's it's your biggest sales asset, and if it's outdated, then you're outdated. How about uh, as a tool? That's the topic we're talking about right now under these under these five. Um, where do you got video? Like, if you know what your top five customer rebuttals are. Did the owner record a video addressing the rebuttal? Sure. Edit it up, make it look cool, 
and allow your salespeople to send it to the client when they give the rebuttal. The price is too high. Mr. Jones, I understand our conversation, the price is too high. I want to send you a quick little video from an owner of our company addressing your concerns. Right. Hi there, this is Matt. I understand you think the price is too high. Let me tell you why it's not. Yeah. How about two minute video that your salespeople can use? Instead, what do they do? They don't even know what to say. Yeah. Come on, man, use some video to help overcome the, the rebuttals that your clients are giving and use video as a tool to help your people. Let's go on to articles. Dude, are you writing anything or have you found articles that address issues within the marketplace that your company can take ownership of? We talk about it all the time. Market thought leader content, thought leadership. Somebody write some damn articles on five or six important topics in your industry and allow your salespeople to send them out. Right. Yeah. You know, I keep defaulting to the sales guys. I mean, I always well, say, listen, revenue cures everything in a business. Uh, two more tools here, buddy. Management assistance. Like, are you having a save the deal meeting? Will your manager get on the phone? Like in this marketing business, um, you know, I was over there and one of the sales guys was on the phone with a guy that came to our burn the ships event at RP1. I said, put the guy on the phone. Yeah, like now. And FaceTime has <laughs> Skill speed. We, we jumped right in, and guess what? We closed the deal. Is management, is ownership getting in the middle of it yeah. to help your people? It's management owning their networking. Holy shit, I forgot that I knew that guy. I met that guy so, someplace else. You hit something, I think, that's really important for everybody listening. If you own the business or running the business, let me be super clear on this. You care much more than anybody else. And there's a high probability that you understand the business much better than anybody else. And you're in a position to make decisions better than anybody else. Right? So you you have to understand your place as the leader yeah. and, and know when it is appropriate to jump in, not to jump in. And ultimately, don't just assume that everybody else has the same passion and expertise that you, you do because they don't without proper leadership, without organization, without accountability and measurement and planning. Yeah, it's like Mark Cuban said, somebody asked him and said, you know, what do you do with all your free time now that you're a billionaire? He's like, what free time? He's like, I'm busier more now than I am as a billionaire than I was when I wasn't a billionaire. Right. Your, your job as the owner isn't to do less if you're choosing to scale. Your job is to get in the middle of it, dude. Yeah, get on the freaking front lines. Help and coach and teach. And All right, the last thing under tools that help set expectations for everybody in the organization is training. Like, seriously, who are you listening to? Who are you reading? Who are you watching? And what are you... What are you driving your people? What path are you driving your people down from a training standpoint? Because without real training, your people will most likely gravitate to their old training, mm. which is why they aren't working for that company anymore. Right. And they probably didn't perform yeah. all that well. And that's why you it, found it, their ass on Craigslist. And you're wondering why they're failing. And you wonder why they're failing. <laughs> yeah. But we don't train Self-reflection. It's freaking crazy. All right, number five. On the five areas that your staff are unclear about, this is a huge one, dude. I've experienced this countless times. Unclear about their boundaries as an employee. They just think they can run buckshot over you, roughshod over you. They don't know what their place is mm. in the organization. You have a, a, a number one sales guy who's a bull in a china shop and he thinks he can just walk around and treat everybody like he's, his shit doesn't stink. Mm. 
your people need to know what your expectations of them mm. as an employee is. Hey, dude, we don't go see clients in fucking flip-flops. Sure. Right? Shave your ass. Put on a company shirt. Wash the damn car. Yeah. This is how it was just, we were just working on some budget stuff, and we're talking about travel budgets. And I said, uh, have we officially trained the new people who have come on board with us on how what I call to carry the bag? Mm, great, great. Yeah, I love that. Like, do, do, do they know how to, like, rent a car? Carry the bag. Stay in a hotel. Commun- <laughs> how many appointments do they need? Do they know how to freaking travel? They know how to carry the bag. Yeah. Like, like, there's nothing better than seeing an aggressive sales guy who knows how to hit the road. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but you bring up a, a really good point, Matt. Again, back to this idea, if you assume that's the issue. Right, you're assuming they're as versed in assuming that dude, they know how to, to do this. They know how to travel, they know how to book it, they know how to, you know, not check a bag, they know how to compress time, they know how to hit the hotel, you know, in a radius of all the places they need to go to, they know how to, you know, hit the place they're gonna eat, all that, because they you know, and they also know the formula that they've got to hit seventy five doors in order to get two deals to make that trip work. Yeah. You know that. But do they know how to carry the bag? I think yeah. that is such a great analogy that could be used through any organization. And I would bet people listening to this, your people don't know how to carry the bag. Dude, I worked for a guy, or my, my early sales career, I worked for a guy. He was relentless to your expense account. Mm-hmm. Like, he was brutal about where the company chose to allocate capital for you to go make more money. Dude, he trained us on how to carry the bag, on how you do the introduction, how you hand the business card. He would train you on what pocket Mm. you would put the receiving business card if you were in a networking event. If if there were more than, than one of our company people at an event, he required us to sit at, mo- at different tables. We could never sit at the same yeah, table. smart. Right? You got six people at a table. Why would you have three from the same company? Totally agree. But, dude, he he was a freakazoid about that stuff. Yeah, it's great. Well, it works. Taught yeah. you how to carry the damn bag. Yeah, but I want to hit on something you are saying, this, this freakazoid, or you may look at it and go, you know, I'm not going to be that crazy. You have to determine, are you happy where you are? Are you happy where you are financially? Are you happy with the way your business is ran? If you want more, you got to do more. You got to have that level of relentlessness. And I promise you, it may be painful for your people for the next three, four weeks until you get into that rhythm. You may lose some people. But, dude, winners want to freaking win. Winners want discipline. Winners want that euphoric feeling of, dude, I know how to freaking carry the bag. And when I load that bag up, I'm getting some sales. Right? What's your level of commitment? So I think why all this matters in the topic of setting expectations is because someone might be listening and saying, holy shit, these guys are telling me I got to work 80 hours a week. And we want to be crystal clear about this. Yeah. There are times in the business where you should. But you won't get your staff to work 80 hours a week. You'll get your staff to work 8 to 5, whatever the hours of the operation are. And that is enough time if you're setting the right expectations, putting everybody on the road. You're leading. And you're leading and you're managing. It's more than enough time for them to come in 
get to work, leave your organization, and go live fully fulfilled lives right. on their own. The reason that it goes on 24-7, 365 in chaos is because you don't have expectations set for people. Yeah, totally. Right? What, what am I doing? What's the purpose? How does it affect the greater good of the organization? So I wanted to just touch on this for a sec, dude, because there are so many tools that are available for people today that you and I didn't have. This is what I meant by saying, I hope I don't sound like the grandpa walking uphill in the snow barefoot, right? But dude, I, Commercial Fleet started with a folding table, a folding chair, a yellow pages, and a phone. No computer in <laughs> yeah. 1995. No CRM. It was no CRM. Dude, I had no bots. I had like one pen and a notepad. Yeah. Right? And to make the story better, it was a shitty pen that only worked probably half half the time. Right? All right. I mean, but by, by the way, it was a shitty apartment too. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I watched my car get repossessed from the from the window in that shitty apartment. I mean, so the idea that people can have all these tools to be successful, that you as the boss can can apply expectations to them. And I just made a, a quick list for us to go through. But, I mean, you got Google. You can find anything you want on fucking Google. You got YouTube. You got support from your network, from your company history, from your clients, from your management staff. You got IT shit that's available to you. You have marketing support. You have networking connections and relationships that you go off of. You have the history of your company. And then hopefully you've got all these years of your experience to guide the person to not make the same mistakes you made. So I'm not trying to sound like my way was better. Dude, my way was hell. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to go through that hell anymore. There are free tools everywhere that can make setting these expectations. So my, my expectation was, did I get closer to a dollar bill today? Yeah. In, 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 I bring this up. I had a, uh, um, like the cable guy just got a new roof, right? And the they had to fix the satellite, and so the, the the guy came over or whatever, and he's having to go through my house and check the TVs. And he says, "Do you mind if I ask you what you do?" And, <laughs> There's 14 TVs in this house, dude. You just tell me. There's 20. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> so, so, um, so I kind of tell him just a little bit of story, and he's like, "Oh," he said, "But but I could never." start a business because I don't have any money, right? So you're conditioning yourself. If you're listening, dude, you have this and you have the ability, if you aren't disabled, to walk and door knock. That's all I had, Yeah, man. right? So, you know, we should do a separate one is what is the grit you're willing to put in? <clears> so depending <throat> on where you're listening to this, if you're about to start or you're running a company, dude, you need that level of grit. You What Matt's articulating here is, you don't need a multi-million dollar automations and systems and things. Enough is available. You just got to freaking commit to it, build the plan, understand the math, and be relentless to being a leader. Be relentless to the expectation. Be relentless to giving your people purpose. And be relentless that you're going to create an environment to win. So I think that's a beautiful uh, segue, big guy, because... Um you know, we're talking about setting expectations for the organization and, and, and your team members and your staff. But the reality is, you know, how do you recalibrate expectations for yourself? Mm -hmm. And, dude, I this this was a huge miss for me in my life. I No one set expectations for me. I was a sponge, gritty sponge, and I allowed these shitty mentors— that weren't even mentors. They were just people. Right. Yeah. 
who began to set expectations, right? I'm thinking about this scenario. I'm trying to buy some property for my boys to go hunt on. And I'm, I said to myself, what would such and such have said to me, right? And such and such would have said, oh, that's a crazy investment, right? Don't do that deal. And then I, then I was thinking, but huh, such and such never didn't have did a ranch. that investment. Yeah, yeah. His kids hate his freaking ass. Yeah. They never come around the house. He's a lonely right. old guy. But I took advice from him. It's why at 51, I'm looking at doing this and why I didn't do it at 31, mm. right? It's also why I'm paying up for it at 51 when I could have paid on the cheap for it at 31, yeah. right? So... So how do we individually, like, how have you set expectations for yourself for this success? How, how did you, do you, can, can you articulate that process? Mm-hmm. Can you articulate that process? Oh, for me personally. Yeah, I mean, do you, yeah. do you like, how did you say I'm going to win? Dude, I, I think a lot of it is driven um, in your, your circumstance, too, in your situation. Like, how, how, how bad do you not like your current situation? Right. And so when when I was dead broke in the current situation I was in, that was the motivator. Right. I had new wife, baby on the way. And I knew I had and wanted more for them in my life. And so that became a motivator. Right. And then back what we talk about all the time is you've got to build that in game. What do you want? Why do you want it? And when? And then you got to build the plan, and then I was just relentless against that plan. Did I? I didn't. I didn't care. I mean, you you've seen me before in meetings. You're like, Dude, you, you need to calm down a little bit. I'm like, no, 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 dude. dude yeah. We we agreed. This is where we're going. This is what it takes to do that. Now, if you want to back off of that, then we can. Yeah, but I think I think you're you're picking up the storyline at a low point. You know, I mean, I, I remember talking to one of your buddies from high school who came to burn the ships, and and he said you were you were then who you are now. Yeah. So, like, how how where do you connect this version, this expectation of winning that you had for yourself at this very early age? I mean, is it a DNA thing? Is it something that gets fed into us at the house? Is it, is it something? Where does somebody begin to set higher expectations for themselves? Because, because you know, if, if, you go from, if you go from broke to 20% above broke, that feels so much better than broke. But mm-hmm. the mission is to go from broke to 10,000 times above broke, yeah. right? How do, we, how do we tap into that? I could take, for me, um, at a young age, I, I remember the first time I scored a touchdown, right? And, and I didn't play football until I was like in eighth grade, right? And, and I remember that feeling and the praise and the people jumping and my teammates and the people in the stands clapping. And that feeling for me was the first time oh, wow. at a young age it crystallized something I had never felt before. Mm. And I was like, fuck, I want this. Wow. And then at that point forward, that that feeling is my drug. Mm. So if I'm not constantly in that dopamine stage Dope. of, of, of winning, no, but that's, no, it is, that it for, is sure. for me, right? Yeah. And so... And, and that's why you'll see even in our relationship when I get, you know, sometimes go off the, the, the handle, it's coming from a place of, of dude, I know what's possible and we got to win. And, yeah. and I'm not speaking to you. you you're you there with me in other things we do. And, and, and it's it's that feeling, right? And I, so I think people have to go, dude, what what feeling do you want? What, yeah. what do you want? 
And are you willing to do what it yeah. takes to get it? Yeah, I, I like that. The counter to that, I think, is how I look at it, looked at it, was it was what feeling did I no longer want, right? Yeah, I've never looked at it that way. I know. <laughs> I'm not saying either uh, one's right or wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Jay Leno says. Jay Leno says he's a huge believer in low self-esteem, yeah. right? Because it's like a big motivator. Yeah. Sometimes it's a bigger motivator than, than the feeling of admiration. Yeah. And for me, I no longer wanted to feel like a loser anymore. I no longer wanted to feel that I was behind. I just, I wanted to catch up. Mm. And I remember one guy telling me, he said, you're fucked. I said, why is that? He said, because you never compare yourself down. You only compare yourself up. And he said, you'll never be happy with that. And um, I can't remember the guy's name who told me that. It was some, some insurance guy who was trying to sell me something. And uh, he's right. And, you know, all these years later, it is the same vibe for me. I just always look what's next. Mm -hmm. What's next? Yeah. What's next? Who's got next? Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I don't. I don't necessarily know if that's bad. I mean, I think you have to balance, and and reflect, and, and and be happy where you are in life, and spirituality, and and family, and all those things. But I don't think it's ever bad to continue to have a desire to want more and to win. Well, I mean, look, man. If it's not at the cost of of your health and your family and in in those things, but there is a cost. Yeah, there's a trade. Yeah, and that's it. And you hope that you get a little bit of luck in that regard, right? That you, <laughs> maybe your spouse filled in the void when you were out winning. Yeah, because I think what what the the, the other component, and then we'll we'll move to our Monday moment for everybody. But the other piece on this one, dude, is that a lot of people have big expectations for themselves, but they just don't know how to get there mm. and dude it's it is anything and everything to get there mm -hmm. once you set the expectation dude you have to be a freaking freakazoid till you get there right 100 percent. that's it yeah yeah otherwise you gotta yeah, look yeah, yourself you gotta, in the mirror and say woulda coulda shoulda yeah you gotta sacrifice what do you want to sacrifice you know i was willing to sacrifice friends partying money cars all that shit. What what do you will? You can't have it all. At some point, you can if you if, if you make it to the top. But that that journey on the way up, you can't. We are not here to caution you that what we're saying is is the only way to live and the, and the right yeah, way to be. Fuck. But you are listening to a podcast called Scale with Speed, right? Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't say scale slow. Yeah. It was called Scale with Speed. I mean, you want to you want to compress time, and you want to do some of this shit, and you want to get to the next level, dude. You got to get this shit figured out. Yeah. Right. All right, big guy. Let's go to our Monday moments. The five tips to set expectations for your staff starting on Monday. The first that we created was create job descriptions. Mm. Who does what? Clarity, ownership. Accountability. Yeah. Love this it. is what you do, dude. Yeah. Z, you edit our videos. Yep. Ramsey, you handle PPC. Yeah. That's how it works. Because what we've seen countlessly, and I just saw it recently in... in, in in the marketing business was when we began to outline what everyone was doing under our concept of the week of win the day. Crossover. Was everybody doing like a whole, three right. people doing the same damn thing. Right. What, what's going on here? Right. I, by the way, you said job descriptions. You change your hiring. Mm -hmm. like, like you're not hiring the jack of all trades. You're hiring the, the expert. expert in that space. Great Number point. two. So you got to get those job descriptions done. Number two, map out the expectations of daily Effort. How many calls is this office going to do? How many presentations are we going to make? How many client visits are we going to make? How many products is going to ship? Right. right. Tell people what the number is. Yeah, and Matt, and, and if you're not currently happy with the result you're getting, 
change the number. Change the number. <laughs> and then you're going to have to change the effort. But right now, if you don't know your numbers, how can you ever win? Number three of the Monday moments, do this shit on Monday. Uh, we're promising you, you, you just do this stuff on Monday, and by Friday, your organization will feel the change. Number three of this, remind everybody about the tools that your company has to be successful. Mm. And if you don't got them, go get them. Write a damn article this weekend and say, hey, guys, here's something that might help you when the customer says this. Go get some testimonials. Yeah, and by the way, don't write one article. Sit your ass down, tell your wife you're working on Saturday or Sunday morning, and write fucking five of them. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, shit, you're only talking a couple hundred words a piece. I yeah. mean, just sit down and do the work. Number four of your Monday moment, train your people daily. Dude, give them a concept. We played that video at... Uh, RP1 the other day, which in which it was a Cardone video, and Cardone was talking about uh, one concept that you have to ask people in COVID is, are you going to be around in a year? Are you going to be around in five years? The answer should be yes and yes. Good, then let's do this deal today. Hmm. It's just a short-term blip on the radar screen, this thing called COVID. Yeah. You're going to be around next year, right, sir? Good, then let's do this deal today. Yeah, great. Right? Um, the second to last one, communicate with your staff daily. You refer to it as the 911 meeting. Why don't the companies that we work with do this? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a lack of, again, clarity of what the goal is of the company and the key initiative that needs to happen and then talking about it, right? I mean, this idea of scale with speed, if you're not meeting with your team and you don't know what they're working on, how the hell do you know where you're going? Right? I mean, literally, if you're not going, okay, Z, for the podcast, we're, we're changing out the visual, right? We're, we're trying to get it up on Stitcher or whatever we're doing, all the different things, you know, your team's meeting with him to make sure those things get done. So when you and I have the luxury of just walking in here and thank y'all, which is amazing, we sit down and we just do this, mm -hmm. right? Because there's organization, because there's <laughs> purpose, because there's accountabilities happening, they get it done. But most companies don't, don't do it, right? They don't, they don't meet frequently enough to talk about where are we winning, where are we losing, and how can I help? So we, we put in a bonus uh, for the Monday moments too, and I, I just, I guarantee you this isn't being done enough, and y y you have to celebrate when a person meets the expectations, whether they're huge, whether they're up to your standards, or they're, they're up to the standard of the day, you got to appreciate what they do. Z, you killed the last podcast. The graphic, the studio setup, the way it was edited. It's, it's, you did an amazing job. I enjoyed watching those cuts. You did the full episode. We got the great intro, the outro. We had the social cuts. The graphic looks awesome. Ramsey, I know you're involved in it too. I mean, you, you crushed it. Now, I don't know what the hell you did for the other rest of your day, but for what you did, no, I'm only kidding, Z. I'm only kidding, all right, Z? I know you're busy. I'm only kidding. But the concept is, man, when some, some people have existences, they may have a bad marriage, man. They got a kid who's in trouble. They got, they got history in their own lives that mm. they're not happy about. Dude, your environment can give them so much pride back, sure. you know? They can, they can feel good about themselves because of what they achieve at work. And then maybe they got to go home to that deadbeat husband, whatever. But, man, isn't, isn't that the magic of entrepreneurship? Make an environment to, to win, right? Give, give them purpose and accomplishment. And we've got the money sheets here. We talk about these, right? I mean, just 
on Amazon.com, Money Sheet. What are the six to eight things you're going to do today to generate more revenue? And you can help your team with this. Hey, what did we accomplish yesterday on your Money Sheet? Oh, why did you do this? You should work on this. Dude, this, this, this alone will get you so dialed in. Yeah. And by the way, I should have celebrated the success because we actually have a check coming from Amazon for our yeah. money sheet sales. You yeah. sent me the email yeah. yesterday. I don't even think I responded yeah. to that. So let's celebrate the success of the money sheet sales. All right, listen, we appreciate you being with us. You took time. Whatever you're doing, you're working out. You're, you're on the, in the car. Whatever you're doing to listen to Scale with Speed, it means that you want more. We're going to give you. you want to scale and fast. And, and therefore, you're a little bit unsettled. You're a little unhappy. This is the purpose of the podcast. We're going to give you the roadmap episode by episode. We need a couple of things from you. Learn about Burn the Ships. Go to burntheships.com. If you really want to pour fuel on this Scale with Speed concept, come to our event. Next event is October 8th and 9th in Dallas. Burntheships.com. Pick up the money sheet. Pick up Judge's book, Scale with Speed. Pick up Mastering Recurring Revenue. Pick up You Need More Money. Pick up The Grit. They're all on Amazon. Hit the like button. Tell your friends about it. Write some comments for us. And uh, and we'll see y'all down the road. And as always, make it happen. You are listening to the Scale with Speed podcast. Why? Because scale equals revenue and speed equals profit. Hosted by nine-figure business builders, Matt Monero and Judge Graham. Enter with caution.